Oh boy, so this was an interesting one today. Today I kind of went, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just getting all up in here, man. This is two days in a row. Friday was the last episode. Two times, two episodes in a row where I just kind of flubbed the uh, intro. But, yo, it's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington. How you doing, bro-ham? <laughs> it is Monday, <laughs> the 21st night of September. <laughs> it is. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. <laughs> Oh, I totally forgot about that. It is 21st night of September. But yeah, it is. And uh, today I've got an interesting episode for you today. It was, it's kind of like two episodes in one. I uh, wanted to talk. I just It was bothering me. I was listening to Friday's episode. And although I thought it was pretty much, it was, it was in depth. I just had to... I just needed to get it out. I just I, I was listening to it. I know I put I said what I I said I said what I said. I said what I said in the episode, and I pretty much emphasized it, meaning that I pretty much said it again. But I, I said it again for a reason because I really really feel like it's important this message that I have for you today in uh, in regards to. Just doing stuff for free, whether you're an entrepreneur that's, uh, you know, selling services or goods or you're a nine to five employee, the most important thing you can do is get attention. And the second most thing, well, actually, the most important thing you can do, I'm going to switch that. We're going to call audible real quick. The most important thing you can do is have experience or gain experience because there's nothing that can substitute for experience. The second most thing, the second most important thing you can do from there is get attention because there's absolutely nothing worse because this has happened to me before. Nothing worse than having all the attention and then when you go to deliver, you flop <laughs> because you don't have your thing designed or you don't have your you don't have your product designed, you don't have your service completely uh, figured out, you don't have your relationship muscles. I don't know. Whatever interaction that you're dealing with and you feel like you could have it maybe last a little bit longer or maybe have it as something that is uh, a, little bit, a little bit steadier or even, if you, or even if you feel like you might just be uh, in over your head in a certain situation. It's always good to gain some stability uh, by reassuring yourself and gain uh, by gaining experience because you know like i said if you don't have experience and you have a lot of attention uh it's going to be a lot harder to get experience because (laughs) if you have get a ton of attention you get a lot of eyes and ears and uh and hands on your product service or offering and it's subpar well you're gonna have a lot of people that are going to talk about the fact that it's subpar so anyways, uh, I don't want to get too much into this episode because uh, that is part one. And part two, which is like a completely different shift of gears, but it is something that I actually did want to talk about today. Uh, that was the actual episode for today was that. 
But I just, like I said, I was thinking in my head that I wanted to just reemphasize the whole gimmick thing. But yes, the second part is about uh, New Year because Friday was the uh, Jewish New Year. Over the weekend, I was doing some research. Over the past three years or so, I've been actually looking up what, what this Rosh Hashanah, uh, the head of the year as they call it, uh, what it's all about. And uh, you know, I got a little something in there for you to help you understand why uh, we make resolutions in the beginning of the year and how those re- resolutions uh, can affect your life. All right, so let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Episode number 477 of the TR Expert Talks. Be kind in the new year. Let's go! All right, so you know what's funny? I, 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 today I had a few ideas that I wanted to talk about uh, I actually wanted to go over the do stuff for free thing again because, you know, uh, wow. It's just something that <laughs> I see so many people. They have this weird pride, and I get it. You should have pride in what you do. But, you know, just to reemphasize what I said on Friday, is like, look, if nobody is paying you for what you're doing right now and you believe your stuff is the best, you can't pay yourself. So your opinion does not matter. Your opinion of one, even if it's only if it's just one person out there beside yourself, it doesn't really matter. What matters is the market, the people that you're trying to sell to. So you can tell people all day, you can swear up and down that your product or service that you have or whatever you're doing is the best. But if people don't agree, well, then they're correct. In that sense, the customer is always right. It's not true that the customer is always right, but when you're trying to sell somebody something and you're just coming off of like trying to sell somebody, somebody on something, whether it's your actual services or products or uh, sell somebody on, your relationship, on a, a possible relationship with you, a friendship, a business deal, what, well, business, business deal, well, I guess, would be business. But you get what I'm saying. If you're trying to convince somebody of something and they do not agree with you, there's nothing you're going to say or do that's going to make them change their mind. You can't increase your price to change their mind. The only thing you can do is convince people, other than that person that doesn't like your work, convince people to try your stuff out, try whatever it is, a relationship, a friendship. Well, I guess that's the same thing. A business deal. You get what I'm saying. You, you got to get somebody to try what you're doing first so they can like it or completely crap on it. I was going to say something else, but you get what I'm saying. If they, if they like it, great. Then the more people are eventually going to probably like it because they'll tell their friends and they'll say, Hey, help out Susie over here. Cause Susie's got this new peanut butter product. I don't know. Peanut butter was the first thing on top of my head, but she's got a new peanut butter product that is like the best peanut butter you've ever had before or something like that. Or, you know, or hang out with Rick because Rick is such a great guy. I didn't never realize how much of a good guy he was until he extended his hand in friendship. Before that, he wasn't talking to me because it seemed like he was too good for everybody, right? And you probably know people like that that just seem like they don't want to talk to anybody because they feel like they're too good for any, anybody. And really, they're just a normal person like you or I. But I just want to really emphasize that if nobody is buying your stuff, if nobody is a friend of yours, if nobody is actually interacting with what you want them to interact with, you got to... Do something. You got to do something else, but you can't consider, you can't continue having the same price, the same offering that you're giving to people and expecting it to be somehow magic or expecting it to somehow magically 
increase in value for others. It just doesn't work that way. So just to give you some context, just, <laughs> I guess I'm going into this, huh? Just for a couple moments. But just to give you con- some context, I've been working on this app for a while now, since March. And I've been working on some little things here and there because, you know, I, I mean, I, it's not the main part of my business. So I haven't been like really focused on it as much as I could. I could be doing a lot more with it in terms of like, well, I could be doing a lot more of it. I don't want to get into the gritty details of it, but I could be doing a lot more uh, with it. And one of my clients actually wanted to try it out. And <laughs> I'm, I'm selling the app, right? But I was a little apprehensive. And the reason why I was apprehensive, because I know that it's not fully complete. And so what I did, I know that the app is worth a certain amount of money. I know the app is worth a certain amount of money, but I gave her a 30% discount because I know it's not done. In exchange for that, she's giving me feedback so that when I actually give it to other people at the full price, then I'll feel more confident and it'll be easier to sell it too because of the fact that I'll be confident in it. I know that it's like foolproof or at least definitely not this in the same condition or whatnot that it is now because it, it needs some work. It definitely needs some work. But it helps to have someone that can look at because if I didn't think about it this way, I mean, if I didn't have somebody out there that would be willing to help me out with it, willing to take a look at it, willing to, you know, give me some critiques and some criticism how I can make it better, then it wouldn't get better. Yeah, I would just be like kind of I mean, like I said, I started this in March and I kind of been doing things here and there. But now that I have somebody that's actually using it, I'm more inspired and more motivated to actually do something with it, fix the bugs in it, and make it something that I can put out to the universe. Well, otherwise, I'd be working on what I'm, norm- what I'm working on now, trying to improve what I'm doing now, and maybe trying to make, make more income based on what I'm doing now. But the point of me having this app was to actually have more streams of income, more possibilities uh, 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 for me to help people out like yourself. Not everybody can get in my gym and not everybody wants to do like YouTube videos that aren't necessar- not necessarily designed for them. So this app, what I'm doing is literally trying to create different types of workouts for different types of people. I mean, for the most part, I've been doing this for years. So there's a, uh, I mean, I have a pretty much, I have maybe three or four people that I have in mind, right? And I probably, <clears throat> probably about maybe two to three people, two to three subsets of those three to four people. So all in all, it's probably about like 12 to 16 types of workouts that I would have in there. And with those 12 to 16 types of workouts, these are 12 to 16 types of workouts for 12 to 16 types of people, not just 12 to 16 workouts, but 12 to 16 types of workouts for 12 to 16 types of people, meaning that the, the, each individual is going to have 30 different workouts. So yes, it's a daunting task, and you can see why I've been kind of, <laughs> kind of working through it slowly. But it definitely has a lot of potential. I mean, if I were to, if 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 we're six, just sixteen people, I mean, that's just you know, that's sixteen different types of workouts. That's not to say that I can't have two of sixteen type of people. You know, that'd be thirty-two people signed up for the program. That would be quite a bit of quite a bit of income for me to have and I would be doing not much more than what I'm doing now because it'd be passive income so that like I said that was the whole reason why I started it but because you know I'm doing pretty well with what I'm doing now and 
it's it's daunting. I just haven't gotten around to doing uh, completing it. But because now I have an incentive, I have someone that's willing to do it. And I, like a lot of people would say, well, you don't want to do it at the full price that I want to give it to you at, then I'm not going to give it to you. But I have I have the foresight to actually see that this could be something potentially big. That's why I started in the first place. And so I am willing to sacrifice now the price that I'm that I want to charge for it so that I can improve it and so that I can sell it for even more later on. And so that's the gist of like why I was saying that whole thing. And I pretty much I laid that out more or less on Friday as well. But I wanted to be just expand on that just a little bit more and emphasize the, that part about giving your stuff away for free, whether you are in a, like a product or service business or you're a nine to five employee. I, like I said, I said this on Friday. So if you already listened to that episode, disregard what I'm saying here. And uh, you can listen a little bit later on when I get to the actual message I want to talk about today. But I just want to just emphasize that fact that a lot of people out there, whether you're nine to five or you're actual an entrepreneur or you're a hybrid entrepreneur that's trying to uh, work their nine to five and make your way into actually being an entrepreneur, no matter what it is that you're doing, you have to kind of do stuff for people so people can a recognize you that's part one and b recognize the fact that not only recognize you but recognize your skills and your talents and you can develop those skills and talents to reach the potential that you most likely have because otherwise why would you go into what you're doing right why would you do what you're doing (laughs) why would you even think to Uh, have this product or why would you even think to have this service or why would you even think to help Johnny uh, do uh, make some copies I don't know just off that was also again off the top of my head here but I just want us to understand that you're only worth as much as people say you're worth when it comes to business deals or relationship deals or any type of interaction that involves you trading time for money or resources for other resources. That's probably a better way to put that. So yeah, so that's what I wanted to emphasize for the first pretty much 10 minutes of this episode. Maybe this might be the episode, but I did want to go into, just for a brief moment, uh, the story of New Year's. So uh, (laughs) I've already talked for 10 minutes. I don't want to keep you too long here. Uh, but it's an interesting story. So, you know, New Year was not too long ago uh, for those of the Jewish faith, uh, all Jewish people, so to speak. And um, it's actually, I actually did some research on it because I was curious about it. I actually did some, I've been doing research on it for the past two or three years because every year it comes up and I'm like, I'm a little more curious about what, you know, what it is and how it came about. So turns out that Rosh Hashanah, which is the head of the year, not New Year, so uh so that's uh, something, to, uh, something to, to consider. It's not New Year. It's called the head of the year because they have other holidays that it leads up, it leads to. And it, I think it, it, it technically ends with uh, Yom Kippur. And that is like the Day of Atonement. And that's where you really kind of get into the year. But uh, the, it, that, that Day of Atonement, that Yom Kippur, the Rosh Hashanah, the whole thing, this whole, pro, this whole 
head of the year. Like I said, uh, Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the holidays, and you have uh, Sukkot, I believe it is. Then you have, uh, I want to say Rosh Hashanah, uh, not Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot. There's another one. I can't remember what it's called. Something about a temple, I believe. <laughs> and then there is Yom Kippur, which is the, 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 the final one. There's one right before Yom Kippur, I feel like. But, yeah, you got me. I'm not sure about that. Oh, nope, Passover's in the spring. So, yeah, uh, we'll just say it's those. It's uh, Rosh Hashanah, uh, the other one, Sukkot, and Yom Kippur. And there's probably another one in there that I'm forgetting. But you get the picture here. So, what that is, it's actually the beginning of, uh, it's the, beginning of the year. And... It, the tradition actually is not some, something that is in the Torah, believe it or not. Rosh Hashanah is not in the Torah, even though it's like one of those things you would think is probably one of the longest standing traditions. It's actually not. Where it comes from is ancient Mesopotamia, where they had, uh, I'm, I'm going to skip over the whole story and give you just pretty much the the details of how it works. You know, there's actual whole story behind it that has to do with like ancient Babylonian Mesopotamian Mesopotamian gods but I don't want to go into that because that'd be another 10 minutes and I wouldn't be able to get my message across until we get to 30 minutes in so just to kind of go gloss over the fact that we had these ancient uh, Mesopotamian gods uh, we had a guy named well we'll just skip over that part yeah we'll, we'll go into Marduk Marduk is essentially the the head of all gods, right? He is the head of all gods. Um, and he was the head of all gods because he could uh, speak things into being and he could see everything around him, all right? So w- th- that was essentially the reason why he was a god is because the ancient Mesopotamians, they realized that those are the two things that are, that is n- that are necessary for leadership. You have to be able to be someone that can speak things into existence. And like I said, if you want to look up why that, why they said he could do that, you can, you're more than welcome to Google that, but I'm not going to go into that today. And, uh, and to be able to see all around, all around you. Now, Marduk actually had eyes all over his head. So that's why that was. All right. So that was the, sh- that, that's kind of the shorter version. So, uh, after this story of Marduk, uh, the ancient, ancient Mesopotamians, they would call their god, or not their god, but their king, their hu- humanly god, you know, their god on earth, so to speak, they would call him Marduk. And they would say that he had to confess his sins at the end of every year. And essentially what they did is that they, they would have the high priest, you know, drag him out of the city or whatnot, drag him out of protection, which is like our lives. It's, rever- it's all symbolic. And, you know, drag him out of the protection of the walled city. And he would be uh, pretty much forced to say how he had not been uh, living up to his potential as the great Marduk could be. So that's essentially, like I said, this is a really shortened version of it, but 
that's essentially what our tradition for New Year's is. You know, those resolutions, so to speak. You know, how, you, how we talk about how we realize that we haven't lost the weight that we wanted to from last year, or we haven't saved the money that we wanted to from last year, or we haven't made the friends that we wanted to from last year, or we haven't been as spiritual and haven't attended church, synagogue, mosque, or Buddhist temple as much as we uh, feel like we should have been. You know, all those things are things that, that are to harken back to the uh, Mesopotamian uh, 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 New Year's celebration or just New Year's uh, tradition. So, it, I mean, this is stum- it's not something that was just made up on the fly. I mean, you got to think about this. Humans have been around on this earth for a long time, at least from, you know, from most estimates, almost 400,000 years, if not maybe a little bit more than that. So you have to think about over, over those 400,000 years, although not all of it was in written history, and maybe oral history may not be as accurate as, it, as, as written history, or, or even as the history that we have to, that we can record today, uh, the concepts the concepts have gotten figured out over hundreds of thousands of uh, of years, over thousands of millennia. People have figured out exactly what the human condition is, what it what it what it is that makes us us, what it is that gives us these. Uh, what it is that makes us human. So, you know, I mean, like we have stories all through the Bible, all through the Torah. Moses was one of those people that kind of like Marduk in a way he could see, he could judge how humans behave and he could, based on that, give us a, uh, give us pretty much a description. They're not laws. They're essentially, you know, I'm referring to the Ten Commandments here. Although they are the commandments, they're essentially what Moses saw, because, you know, this is where the, you know, he's the one that wrote the commandments, and this, that's what we follow nowadays, but Moses was, he was the judge, he was the leader of these uh, Jewish people running, running, maybe running, but they're wandering around the desert, and for those 40 years that they're wandering around the desert, he was the judge, he was the guy that was observing all of human behavior, and he, based on those 40 years of observing and judging because they they looked to him as a judge, someone that could solve you know disputes. They looked to him because he was the guy that was the judge. So, based on the fact that him, that he was the guy that was the judge, he had the ability to have many, many, many instances where he could see how disputes would arise, how they would. How what the best way to solve them were, were what the worst ways to solve them would be, and he came up with the ten commandments. Actually, more than that, I think there was something like three hundred or something like that, three hundred sixteen or three hundred six, I believe it is. Uh, but you know, we we kind of whittled the whittled them down in Christianity to ten major commandments, and actually, uh, from there, the golden rule, as you know, is the treat others as you would like to be treated. And uh, that probably we might be, um, that might be where I could leave this off today. And we might, if I remember, because sometimes I forget, I got a million things that happen between uh, today's podcast and when I plan on recording tomorrow's podcast. But if I remember, I will uh, tell you a little bit more about that. I'll tell you a little bit more, but maybe I'll tell you a little bit more, more about that. But Either way, it's a great way to segue out of this particular episode and finish it off and leave you hanging for tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, a little incentive for you to listen to a little bit more history tomorrow and why we do what we do. So, yeah, 
Anyways, yeah, that does it for my Monday. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you did, feel, feel free to uh, tell your friends to also enjoy it by sharing, them, sharing this episode with them or any of the other previous 476 episodes. Uh, you can do that very easily. You can do that by uh, putting it on your social media. I just shared it today. Uh, and it was a, I was actually listening to a, one of my older episodes in the background as I was working out. And I kind of just left the audio in there. I, I halfway forgot about it. And as I, post, it was, I, was, as I was going to post it, like before I pushed the post button, I was like, oh, uh, the audio still been in the background. But I was like, you know what, whatever. But yeah, I listen to my own podcast because I like to hear them. And because uh, kind of going along the lines of what I was talking about earlier, uh, no matter what, I'm always trying to improve on what I'm doing. I'm always, I'm, I do believe it's worth a lot more than I put out than, you know, I charge for it or, you know, these are free. But, you know, I do believe what I do is a lot more than what I charge. But at the end of the day, look, I mean, if I can do it, I can do it. And if I'm if I'm not starving and I'm <laughs> and I'm not hard up for money or if I'm not like having any issues with um with uh with recogn uh with uh attention meaning that if I'm not having too many issues with actually having people's eyes and ears on what I'm doing then you know it's not really that concerning to me how much I'm charging because I'm I'm doing fine so yeah I mean and at the end of the day, if you are worried about what you're charging people, a lot of people, you know, they can sense that. It reeks of de- desperation, and it's even harder to get people to get on to what you're getting on because, you know, at the end of the day, people can sense if you really need it or not. <laughs> they really can. And I tell you, I mean, since I've been not, you know, feeling like I'm struggling as much, it's a lot easier to negotiate when people come in here and they want to train with me and people are like, hey, that's too much. And I'm like, hey, look, you know, take it or leave it. <laughs> you know, it's what it is. People pay me because people pay me uh, what they pay me because, you know, I've been doing this for a while and I put in the time into, <laughs> into uh, giving a lot of free sessions away and getting, gaining my experience so that I could be to where I am now, now, and, now and today. So it is what it is. Maybe I would be worth more. Maybe I would be worth less in terms of how much I charge for training. But who knows? But at the end of the day, I am confident with where I am in terms of experience. And I am confident with what I charge. And, you know, to be honest with you, I still think I charge a little. I don't charge enough. But I'm happy with where I am. So it is what it is. If you're in the Balakumwood area, I would highly suggest you get on over here and train before I, before I realize what I'm doing and I raise my prices. Because <laughs> I know for a fact there's people out there that have way less experience than me that charge quite a bit more than me. So, something to consider. All right. Yep, that does it for my Monday. I'll check you later, my friend. Hopefully tomorrow. Remember, you can leave a rating or review. You can also subscribe so that when I record this episode tomorrow, it will go right to your notifications. You don't have to worry about searching for it in your podcast, uh, in your, what are your podcast queue. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep good company.